So today, inshallah ta'ala, we're taking a look still at the series on Al-Amthal Fil-Qur'an. Alhamdulillah, winding down near the end, inshallah ta'ala, a few weeks left. And today, inshallah, we're taking a look at the ayah in Surah Muhammad, ayah number 20, in which Allah ta'ala says, بَعْدَ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ وَيَقُولُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا لَوْ لَا نُزِّلَتْ سُورَةٌ فَإِذَا أُنزِلَتْ سُورَةٌ مُحْكَمَةٌ وَذُكِرَ فِيهَا الْقِتَالُ رَأَيْتَ الَّذِينَ فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ مَرَضٌ يَنْظُرُونَ إِلَيْكَ نَظَرَ الْمَغْشِيَ عَلَيْهِ مِنَ الْمَوْتِ فَأَوْلَى لَهُمْ Allah Ta'ala says, Those who believe say, Why has a surah not been sent down? But when a precise surah is revealed and fighting is mentioned therein, you see those in whose hearts is hypocrisy looking at you with a look of one overcome by death. فَأَوْلَادَهُمْ And this has many different interpretations. So, and then Allah says, The sentence ends with فَأَوْلَادَهُمْ And there's, I don't want to translate it because there's a few ways it can be translated and I don't know which one to pick. So we'll, we'll go through this piece by piece in Ta'ala. So first and foremost, Allah Ta'ala says what? That those who believe, they say, why isn't a surah being revealed? This is actually referring to the believers being frustrated with watching injustice taking place and waiting for the permission. Eager to what? Fight against evil. Eager to do the greatest deed, which is what? To put your life on the line, And so they're wondering with this eagerness, why, when are we gonna go? When is the command gonna come from Allah Ta'ala? Go, you have to fight. And it's interesting, because another way of looking at it is that they're wondering, is this an act of ibadah that is so good, that is so highly rewarded, that is so special, that we are being prevented from for some reason? Like, did I do something wrong? Is there something wrong with me that I'm not being given this opportunity? Why isn't a surah coming down? Is there, do I have some, something wrong with me? Which really, again, double emphasizes the emphasis here, uh, the, the idea here, that subhanAllah, there's this eagerness to fight fi sabillah. Then Allah says, فَإِذَا أُنزِلَتْ سُورَةٌ مُحْكَمَةٌ if a muhkam, precise, clear, uh, unambiguous surah was being revealed, and this is referring to something that would not be abrogated later, like, oh yes, this applies temporarily, but you know, this is only for a temporary time. No, if Allah Ta'ala ta is saying, if I send something that is never going to be abrogated, something very, very direct and clear, also something that has no figurative language. You know, there's sometimes, there's terms that have figurative meanings, but no, no, no figurative language, just everything entirely clear and very literal. Uh, so there's no way to wiggle out of it. Then, وَذُكِرَ فِيهَا الْقِتَالِ And specifically what? Fighting is mentioned within it. رَأَيْتَ الَّذِينَ فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ مَرَضٍ You would see those who have a disease in their heart. What is, what is this disease? We have to always remember that there are physical diseases and then there are spiritual diseases. Physical diseases would be obviously you catch a cold, some sort of virus, whatever the case is. A spiritual disease is the type of stuff that we see all around us as well. A person has as uncontrollable, let's say, anger or lust or jealousy or, uh, you know, all these different diseases of the heart, that they are cheap, that they are uh, cowardly, that etc. And so all of these are diseases of the heart. And there are many of them. And one of them is nifaq, you're a hypocrite. In other words, you say one thing and you do another. You are, you try to play both sides. You try, when you're hanging out with one group, let's say the believers, yeah, yeah, inshallah, mashallah, assalamu alaikum, you're very clear about your deen and you throw around Arabic sentences and whatever the case is. Then the moment you are around a different group of people, you are a completely different persona and you have a very fake attitude, essentially, with them and you are pretending to be one of them. You maybe now start swearing and, you know, using all sorts of uh, different uh, language, etc. So yes, this is a reference to what? It could also be a reference to those who have doubt. Because, okay, you're being commanded to fight, but I have doubts in my deen. I'm not sure. 
But either way, Allah Ta'ala says what? Those who have this disease in their heart, what? They're going to look at you, O Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This is you in the singular, as in you, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi They're going to look at you when you say, look, I got the order. From above the seven heavens, the good Lord said, what? Time to go. Uh, are you sure? Yep, I'm sure. Uh, me? Yep, you. <laughs> oh, really? Yes, really. You know, uh, and you're going to see what? You're going to see that they're going to have this look that is a look that looks like they're overcome with death. So there's a few points that we can take from this. And then Allah says, uh, uh, number one is that as Muslims, we're supposed to read body language. SubhanAllah, there are many ayat that describe the breathing or the looks or the eyes or the motions and the, except there's all, you know, the body language of turning around back and forth. There's all these ayat that describe body language. And all of these ayat cumulatively are reminding the believer over and over again to train yourself to pay attention to non-verbal cues. This is a quality of the believer. You want to be the type of person who, yes, of course, you're listening to the content. Yes, of course, you listen to what the person's saying, but you're also paying attention to what they are not saying. You get good at reading between the lines. You try to understand the situation. You have a bit of fursa. Uh, 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 you have a bit of insight, and you try to pay close attention to people as they behave. <clears throat> now, again, you have these hypocrites who, so long as there was peace, then the hypocrites could oscillate between both sides. I'll be with you today, I'll be with them tomorrow, and I can always oscillate based on what is more, uh, you know, uh, expedient, whatever will garner the maximum material benefit for that individual. But what happens when those two sides are now facing each other in battle? What happens when both of them are armed to the teeth and they're ready to go at each other? Which side are you going to hang out with today? Who are you going to pretend to be on which side? Because whichever side you pick, you better stick to it, right? That's the point. There's no chance of being like, well, can I kind of just hang out with both of you guys? <laughs> can I oscillate between you guys? Not right now. You better pick a side. So uh, uh, this is um, one point, and furthermore, we should remember that when Allah Subhanahu wa Taala talks about how the Prophet ﷺ dealt with Jibril salam, one of the statements Allah Taala says is, "What mazah al basaru wa ma'taha." This is mentioned in Surah uh, 53, which is Surah Najm. Allah mentions in ayah number 17 that the Prophet's sight did not swerve and it did not transgress its limits. In, in other words, one way of looking at this is that the Prophet ﷺ, you know fearlessly stared at and made sure to observe and uh, understand everything that was necessary. There was no sense of wavering, being afraid, etc. And so this goes to show the bravery of the Prophet even when dealing with supernatural events, subhanAllah. So imagine how much, uh, you know, how, how, how scary it would be, how intimidating it would be when you're dealing with, so dealing with something that is not normal to human activity. So subhanAllah, we want to be believers who obviously have that bravery as well, especially when it comes to mundane things like, let's say, fighting. <coughs> worldly things. <coughs> then Allah says, فَأَوْلَى Now, this can have multiple meanings. Number one, that فَأَوْلَى لَهُمْ أَوْلَى can mean more appropriate. This could be a reference to the look of death. Right? Allah just said they had They had this look of death upon them and Allah is saying, yeah, and that's more appropriate for them. In other words, it's more appropriate that they do die. This could be one interpretation. It would be more appropriate for them to die. Why? Because living the life of a hypocrite means every day you are doing more and more evil, you are angering Allah more, and therefore you're going to be earning more wrath. So yes, it would be better for them to die anyhow. That's one interpretation. Also can mean like wailun, like woe to you. Woe to you for being such a coward. Woe to you for having this look of death when, you're, when it's told to you, get up and do what you got to do. Stand up and be a man. When you're told this and then you panic, is similar to when Allah Ta'ala says in Surah Qiyamah, Ayat 34 and 35, Woe to you and woe to you. Then again, woe to you and woe to you. So same wording, meaning what? Woe to this person. 
and woe is an old English term, but it basically means like, you know, a, a, a statement of be careful, be cautious, you are in grave danger and what you're doing is awful and terrible. Well, another interpretation, and Allah knows best, is what? If you take a look at the very next ayah, it seems that they are flowing into one another. And so that would mean, it would have been more appropriate for them, what? Had they obeyed, as in obeyed Allah, and if they spoke well. Instead of being a coward, you should have what? You should have obeyed Allah and His Messenger and spoke good words, instead of uh, you know, being afraid of standing up and fighting for what's right. So there are many different ayat and ahadith when it comes to munafiqeen and the hip and the qualities of nifaq when it comes to standing up for battle. The Prophet says, and I mentioned this in a khutbah not too long ago, مَنْ مَاتَ وَلَمْ يَغْزُ وَلَمْ يُحَدِّثُ بِهِ نَفْسَهُ مَاتَ عَلَى شُعْبَةٍ مِنْ نِفَاقٍ The Prophet says in an authentic hadith Sahih Muslim, whoever dies without having fought or having resolve to fight has died on one of the branches of hypocrisy. So that means as a man, you should either have actually stood up and, and by the way, the word yaghzu uh, implying what? Ghazwa. We're not talking about jihad and the internal struggle of struggling against your nafs, things like this. No, ghazwa is, is, is battle. And the idea is that in the world there is injustice. So either A, you are in a position where you can actually get involved and stop the injustice and fight against evil and put your life on the line because you know this is the greatest deed. You know this is the most important thing to please Allah Ta'ala, that it's the highest uh, form of ibadah, to put your life on the line, to save others and to, to stop injustice. What, what could be greater than this? And so either you do that or you have the sincere resolve to do so. In other words, you genuinely felt in your heart of hearts that I wish I could. Now obviously, going around telling people, oh, I'm so brave and I'm so tough and I want to do this and that, who cares? Yeah, I'm impressed with you. Or maybe I'm not impressed with you. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter how much you go tell other people. It's about you sincerely between you and your Lord making dua and saying the dua, Allah ma'ja'alna min al-shuhada, Allah ma'ja'alni min al-shuhada, oh Allah, make me from amongst the martyrs. If you actually can say this, and I talked about this in a khutbah a while ago, that if you can genuinely say this, not in front of everybody, but when you are alone at night and say, oh Allah, I beg of you to let me uh, if I'm going to live a life and eventually die, I want to die, die a good death, right? I want my life to be for the sake of Allah. I want my death to be for the sake of Allah. And so you would make such a dua. And Allah knows best. The hypocrites are those who, uh, they have that look of death upon them. Whereas the believers are the opposite. When they think about fighting fi sabillah, they understand that the death in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, standing up for what's right, this is not something to look at it as if, oh my God, this is the end, this is my death. Rather, this is my life. This is the greatest life. This is, the, this is going to be the life in the hereafter of the, of the shaheed. As Allah says, وَلَا تَحْسَبَنَّ الَّذِينَ قُتِلُوا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ أَمْوَاتَ بَلْ أَحْيَاءٌ عِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ يُرْزَقُونَ And never think of those who have been killed in the cause of Allah as dead, rather they are alive with their Lord receiving provision. So the hypocrite, so it's, you see a very big contrast here. The hypocrite, what? I'm gonna go fight? I'm gonna go fight فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ? I'm gonna be a warrior? I have the look of death, panic. The believer's like, that's the best life. That's, that's the life. That's the, this, is, this is eternal life. I'm seeking eternity. So subhanAllah, complete, diametrically opposed. Allah Ta'ala commands us to face the enemy with bravery. As Allah Ta'ala says, Ya amanu, idha kafaru, uh, fala adbar. Oh, you have believed. When you meet those who disbelieve advancing for battle, do not turn your backs to them in flight. Allah Ta'ala also then in the next ayah clarifies that, look, if this is a strategy, you know, moving back and then going forward, that's okay. But you shouldn't, you know, just abandon your post. Allah Ta'ala says many ayat about, and by the way, 
something important. Let's say I'm going a little bit long and you guys are getting bored and thinking to yourselves, there's too many ayat and too many ahadith about bravery. Well, maybe there's so many ayat and ahadith about bravery because we really need it. You ever, so, you know, to say like, this is too much, too much information on this stuff. Well, there's only too much information about it because it's super critical. So something to think about. Allah Ta'ala says what? Uh, Allah says, and when fear comes, as in when the enemy comes, when battle comes, you see them looking at you, their eyes revolving like one overcome by death. Very similar concept, this time more specific to the eyes. You see them looking around like this, this stupors of death are over top of them. But then, subhanAllah, is more information about the hypocrite. But when fear departs, they lash you with sharp tongues, indisposed towards any good. So this is really critical. Who are the people who are the most quiet, most panicky, when things actually go down? And then the moment that the heat is lifted, the danger's over, they're the loudest. Think about that. Which type of person do you want to be? And of course, as me, somebody giving a speech, that's pretty, pretty scary, <laughs> right? I got to think to myself, oh, subhanAllah, times of comfort, in my nice little chair here, very comfortable, I'm the loudest. SubhanAllah, that's the question though. I have to ask myself, and everybody has to ask themselves. Oh, if I was in such a scenario, you know me, what I would do, and I don't like the way you did this, and yeah, man, no, you, you're, you're, you're the one that's the problem, and you know, you're not good enough, and you're this, and you're that. Big talk, critical, abusing everybody, attacking everybody, backbiting everybody, always complaining about everything. The moment something really bad happens, like, look, it's not time for talk, it's time for action. Ah, freezes. Uh, eyes, I don't know if I can, I don't, I just think I, I might. What happened? Tough guy. Where's, what about all the tough talk? What about all the complaining? And all the big bravado, chest out, everything. What happened? SubhanAllah, may Allah protect us from being this way. Then Allah Ta'ala says what? وَإِن يَأْتِ الْأَحْزَابُ يَوُدُّ لَوْ أَنَّهُمْ بَادُونَ فِي الْأَعْرَابِ يَسْأَلُونَ Allah says what? And if the companies should come again, they would wish that they were in the desert among the Bedouins inquiring from afar about the news. What? The battle's going to happen? Maybe I'll go a million miles that way and then I'll just ask, hey, did you hear what happened? Who was the winner? Who was, who was the loser? Or us today will be checking on our phones. Yeah, yeah, you guys should go to war. You guys go fight. Go fight and win. Let me know how it goes. Just give me a text. I don't actually like be there. I don't, I don't want to like, you know, break a, break a fingernail, but like just text me and let me know when we're winning so I can feel good about it. Or if you're losing, okay, well, I'm glad I wasn't there. Just, you know, from afar. So this is the attitude of the munafiq. Allah Ta'ala says what? We astathinu fariqun minhum nabiyya yaquluna inna buyutana awratun wa mahiya bi awratin in yuriduna illa firara. Allah says what? And a party of them ask permission of the Prophet saying what? Indeed, our homes, our houses are unprotected. While they were not exposed at all, they did not uh, intend except to flee. So what is the answer? Well, I, I got to go home. I, I, I would like to, look, I know, I understand that there's the fight going down and, and my presence is necessary. My house and my kids and I don't know, I think I, I left the stove on and uh, I, the water might be running and my I think I hear my wife calling me and you know, the baby needs a diaper change and I, I gotta go, right? So, yeah, right, yeah, we, we, we got it, we got, we got the point. I really, I really I just, it's just the time, you know, I just really gotta go. Yeah, we got it, we got it, no problem. So, I'm, I'm, so you know, it's funny, you get glimmers of this in high school. I feel like, you know, not, I, I, someone I have to admit, not been to war. 
I'm not, uh, I can't say that I've been to war, but you know, you get, you get a taste of this. When people talk tough and then things go down, like, you know, in, in high school, fights and this and that. I, I just remembered I have this thing I got to get to. You're like, oh, you're that type of guy. Okay, got it. SubhanAllah. Allah Ta'ala says, وَإِذَا رَأَيْتَهُمْ تُعْجِبُكَ أَجَسَامُهُمْ وَإِنْ يَقُولُوا تَسْمَعْ لِقَوْلِهِمْ كَأَنَّهُمْ خُشُبٌ مُسَنَّدَةٌ And when you see them, these are the hypocrites, their forms please you. They look, they, they, they act the part. They know how to move and talk like a Muslim. And, they, and when they speak, you listen to their speech. The Prophet you know, obviously he's not, he, he's not, um, uh, um, uh, uh, he doesn't have ilm al-ghayb. He doesn't just look at a person and see their heart immediately, right? So if somebody is tricky, he can come up and say, yeah, you know, you know talk the Islamic talk and I quote ayat and walk the walk and move a certain way. And mashallah, so impressive. Oh yeah, if they come and attack us, I'll be the first one on the battlefield. And guess what? They're like, they're like uh, uh, pieces of wood propped up. Maybe today we might say like a scarecrow. You know, just like uh, it looks like looks like something, not doing nothing. So subhanAllah, there are many of these ayat. Think about this. The Prophet, this is in Sahih Bukhari, authentic hadith. Sa'ad who says what? Inna Rasulullah minhunna salat. He says, after prayer, the Prophet would make this particular dua. Now when he says after prayer, it could mean after every prayer. Because he didn't specify. He just says after prayer. Well, that, the way you generally understand that is like, well, that means after every prayer. After every salah. Can you imagine this? The Prophet is saying what? Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-jubn. Oh Allah, I take refuge in you from cowardice. Can you imagine this? Can you imagine five times a day? And then what? Wa a'udhu bika an uradda ila arda umr. And I take refuge in you from decrepit old age, you know, getting old and becoming senile and, and depending on everybody and falling apart. Wa a'udhu bika. And by the way, how do you make sure that you don't get old and fall apart? You go fight, right? It's kind of, they're kind of connected. Don't make me a coward and don't let me get old and just break down and fall apart slowly. Well, how do you avoid falling, breaking down and falling apart slowly? Die when you still have something, right? And how do you do that? Well, <laughs> figure it out. Wa a'udhu bika min fitnatid dunya wa a'udhu bika min adab al-qabr. And I take refuge in you from the fitna, from the, from the trials and tribulations of this world, and I take refuge in you from the trials and tribulations of the grave. This was a dua on a daily basis, making dua. Ya Allah, I don't want to be cowardly. I don't want to be cowardly. Every single day you're thinking about that moment, that moment where the danger strikes. What are you going to do? Most of us, what? Uh, freeze. Let's be honest. We're not used to it. We're going to freeze. Imagine you're making dua over and over and over again for that one moment for maybe the few moments in your life, two times, three times in a whole lifetime where it's really necessary. SubhanAllah, incredible dua. The Prophet used to say, and then we know this dua is more famous, more popular. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-hammi wal-hazani wal-ajzi wal-kasri wal-jubni wal-bukhli wal-dara'iddain wal-ghalabati rijal Oh Allah, I take refuge in you from worry and grief and incapacity and laziness and from cowardice, cowardice, uh, from cowardice and from miserliness, being cheap and from being heavily in debt and overpowered by people. The Prophet says, a few more hadith and I'm done, inshallah. The Prophet says what? Sharru ma fi rajulin shuhun hali'un wa jubnun khali'un. The most sharru ma fi rajulin. One of the ugliest things, the worst things that could be in like qualities of a man are what? Anxious stinginess and unrestrained cowardice. What does that mean? You're anxiously stingy. Like you're just always preoccupied with money. The idea of giving a little bit, no, 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 but I need more. What if, what if I need it? What if I need it? What if I need it? The guy could be a millionaire. He's still, no, I have to be a billionaire. What if I go broke? What if, what if, what if? Always worried. So he, anxious stinginess. And what? Jubnun khali'un. Unrestrained cowardice. No shame. You know, 
I'm really afraid, I've said this many times, I really don't like when we exercise in the gym and I see young people around us. This really breaks my heart. When I see young men who are pretty much in the prime of their life, right, 18, 19, 20, 21, strong, supposed to be strong men, that have no embarrassment, not even 1% shyness. When we say, hey, come on, just try to do some push-ups or some pull-ups or some, you know, some exercise with us. Oh, I could never do that. No, I couldn't, like, it, it's, uh, it's almost like they're happy. There's no sense of, I remember, I don't know, what has changed so much in just one generation. When I was in younger age, high school, the idea that I can't even do any physical exercise, that's embarrassing. First of all, try to do it, and if you can't, at least look a little bit like I'm working on it, uh, no, not right now, maybe you can give me some time, give me a couple months, I'm gonna get trained. Some sort of embarrassment. There is this pride in being weak. It's like the cool new thing is to be pathetic. It's like this, like, it's like, it's the new in, you know? I don't, I don't understand it. So fathers, speak to your kids and tell them, ask a simple question. How many push-ups can you do? If the kid literally can't do like one or five, you should be like, oh, this is a real problem. We have to address, like, if, and I, I say this to young kids, I've said this more times than I'd like to even, than I'd like to count. This is really, I'm not, I'm not joking here, this is literal. I have said to kids so many times, when the guy tells me, oh, I, I can't even do one pull-up. I say, you're telling me that if you were hanging off of whatever, the edge of a cliff or whatever it is, you're hanging off of something, and you have to pull your body weight up one single time, you're going to die, that's, your that's what you're telling me? You can't lift yourself once? Not one, not two, not five, not 10, not even 20. I'm saying that the majority of our kids can't lift their weight. And nobody seems to, it just seems like it's like, everybody's like, yeah, that's fine. Why is this fine? Why do I feel like I'm the crazy one? That like, I'm like, hey everybody, this is really bad. And everybody's like, why is this guy yelling all the time? No, it is bad, it is bad, I promise you. This is not, like, I'm not crazy. This is bad. I don't care if you all look at me like I'm crazy. This is really bad. We, they need to be able to lift their weight once, let alone, I don't know, 10, 20, whatever. They have to do pull-ups, push-ups, move a little bit. These aren't like complex moves here. This is just standard. Anyway, okay, like I said I was gonna end soon. Okay, inshallah. Al-Amiri, he said what? Here's a nice quote, he says, Oh, this is a hadith actually. He says, جَاءَ الْحَسَنُ وَالْحُسَيْنُ يَسْعَيَانِ إِلَى النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ فَضَمَّهُمَا إِلَيْهِ وَقَالَ إِنَّ الْوَلَدَ مَبْخَلَةٌ مَجْبَنَةٌ This is in Sunan Ibn Majah, Hassan Hadith. The Prophet says that the Sahabi is reporting, Hassan and Hussein, the grandkids of the Prophet they came running to the Prophet he hugged them. And what does he say? Please listen to this, subhanAllah. So true, so incredibly powerful. He hugs his two grandchildren and says what? Children make a man cheap and cowardly. Children make a man cheap and cowardly. SubhanAllah. We could talk about that for a month, but we still wouldn't get it. How true? How true? I got kids. I can't donate. I got kids. I can't fight. I got kids. You fight for your kids. You don't want your kids being raised in a garbage world. If you die, oh, but then I won't be there for my kids. You're better than being there for your kids. You're an example to your kids. Yes, you won't be there every day, and that's terrible. 
but you're a hero, right? SubhanAllah, amazing hadith, amazing hadith. Final uh, statement from Aisha Anha. This is the wife of the Prophet Aisha Anha. She says what? Inna lillahi khalqan quloobuhum ka quloobittayr. Kullama khafaqatil reeh khafaqat ma'aha. Subhanallah. Very funny statement from, and very true statement from our mother, Aisha. She says, What? Allah has some creatures whose hearts are like the hearts of birds. You guys have anybody who's held a bird, you know, there's like a, the, the hearts are just, they pound so fast. Their hearts are like the hearts of birds. Every time the wind flutters, their hearts flutter. <laughs> so is she talking about literally the wind? No, she's saying anytime there's any sort of disturbance, just the wind blows. Oh, I get nervous. And then she says what? So oof to the cowards, oof to the cowards. SubhanAllah, that's a powerful statement. Coming from a, a woman, coming from a female. SubhanAllah, our mother, Aisha Anha. We as men should be a little bit embarrassed. What? Oh, I heard there's a, you know, panicky, fluttery, every time somebody raises their voice, anything. SubhanAllah. So anyway, this is a, uh, one of the amthal al-Quran, because obviously, maghshi alayhi min al-mawt. This idea of the look of death upon you. This is a likeness or a mathal or a parable. And so, subhanAllah, may Allah Ta'ala make us of those who appreciate these parables, especially in these times. May Allah Ta'ala make us of those who are genuinely um, thinking about the akhirah and the, the best place to be in the akhirah. May Allah Ta'ala make us of those who see a broken world and want to fix it and don't just want to sit on the sidelines and do nothing. May Allah Ta'ala give us courage to help in the best way, the most intelligent way, the wisest way, and of course, absolutely the bravest way. Oh, and one more dua, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, may it make us people who we teach ourselves and we teach our children to be brave. To be brave. I mean, this used to be a quality that people actually cared about. Now it's not even a concern. Are my kids brave or not brave? Sort of brave, kind of brave? That's not even a question. It's just grades, money, that's it. It's never about bravery. May Allah make us brave. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen, Wassalamu Alaikum Warahmatullahi Wabarakatuh.